Vibras. Because we know the Vibras. Welcome back to another episode of the You Know the Vibras podcast. I'm the one and only Wanda Don. And as always, I'm accompanied by Michael Carrasco. Today, we have a very special guest. uh, One of the greatest basketball players coming from the Eastern Shore of Maryland. Arguably, you know, up there, the, the greatest coming out of Salisbury. You know, there's a couple other guys. You're going to touch on that later. You feel me? We're going to touch on that later. Uh, my man Duff laughing already. He got something to say about that. Nah, but uh, yeah, Duff, Jordan Duffy, man. Jordan Duffy, uh, what's up, bro? Tell the what's people, up? you know, uh, how you feeling. And uh, yeah. Hey, I'm cool, man. Another day above ground, you know what I'm saying? So I'm good. You back in the city? Yeah, I'm around the way. For sure, for sure. Nah, yeah, so Duff is, a, you know, a hooper, a professional basketball player, um, you know, coming from the Eastern Shore of Maryland. And uh, we, like me and Michael, we both from the Eastern Shore. We both from Salisbury. We all from Salisbury, honestly. Yep. And it was an honor to have uh, Duff on here. Yes, sir. Yeah. He went to Bennett, bro. I went to Bennett. <laughs> I ain't even heard <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I went to Parkside. They they rivals. I went to Parkside. They went to Bennett. You yeah. feel me? So, so yeah. Nah, but... uh. For those who don't know who Duff is, um, Duff, tell the people a little bit about yourself, what you do, uh, where you come from, and something uh, a little bit of, like, about that. My real name Jordan Duffy. Uh, I play basketball overseas. Um, uh, coming up on my fourth year overseas. Uh, started off at JUCO in Laporte, Texas, near Houston, called San Jacinto. Uh, went to went to a university of North Texas in Denton. Um, I went to high school at James and Bennett. Uh, that's all you know. That's really not as nah, that's good. Yeah, yeah not yeah. for sure. So yeah, so as you see, a lengthy process in basketball um, coming up. Um, but I really wanted wanted to touch on what got you at first. What age were you when you first started playing basketball, and also what got you into playing basketball? Um, my first year playing like real, like under the whistle, I was six, but I always, I always had a basketball in my hand. I really, I liked football more when I was younger though. That's the crazy part. For real? Yeah. I used to play at the boys and girls club, but you know, I was smaller. So I didn't hit my growth spurt until like my sophomore year of high school. So everybody else started getting bigger before me. That's why I quit playing football. Cause I'm like, I can't keep up with that, you know? So I started gravitating towards basketball, and it came a little easier to me. So I say about mm-hmm. five or six is when I really started like getting into it. And there wasn't any like certain inspiration um, for you to pick up a basketball, like someone you looked up to, uh, you know, someone that may have motivated you to to start playing basketball. You say older brother, um, family, um, uncle, any family member? I say one of my uncles. He used to play. Uh, he was nice and ball. I used to see him all the time. So. That's what, and then when I was, you know, I used to live on the west side of Salisbury, and you know that you know how that is over there. Yeah, so yeah, growing up over there. there, I used to be in the park a lot, and I used to see them like hooping, but it wasn't regular hooping though. They like betting money, and they over there like damn near tackling each other while they playing. So it was yep. cool to see that, but I, you know, it was some, it was some dudes that was nice over there too. So I kind of just gravitated towards ball, and it just went from there for real. Nah, facts. I want to touch on that really quick. Uh, the playing on the west side is not for the weak, bro. Like, mm-hmm. you feel me? Like Lake Street, the projects, any of that. Like, you getting elbows, tackling, like all of that. Like, 
when I was playing, like when I used to like pick pick up whatever, like when I went to college or even here now in Chicago, like bro, they call fouls for anything. So I'm like, y'all sweet, like y'all would not last <laughs> over there, bro. You feel me? Because it's really different. You and feel me? But young, that's that's when cool. I was young, they wasn't even, you know, they wasn't even like looking out for the youngins. You playing with the grown, nah. the old heads. You you playing with them? Like it ain't no. Yep. Oh, yep. we just gonna look out for him because he's smaller. You know, you gotta be tough coming up over there and playing ball, especially so. And it was cool to see females as well playing over there too. Like yeah, some females yeah. will get on the court too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, now nah, that's dope, bro. I'm, uh, it's it's cool to hear that you played football that first. Like, there's always like in the whole process of playing professional sports, there's always another sport that you were inclined to first, and then you moved on to something else. Uh, but now nah, that's cool. That's good to know, bro. Yeah. Well, Michael. Now I was I was gonna ask you how it was uh when you're playing in uh in high school what were some of the challenges and some of the things that pushed you to be the player that you are today? Uh, well when I was in high school I didn't start playing until really my junior year for real because I missed the first two years because I was going through some things. So that was challenging. I went through real life situations early earlier than a lot of kids, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I think just going through that was probably the most, I lost my uncle. He got murdered and that was like a father figure to me. So I think going through that was probably the most challenging. And then when I started playing, it was always this, uh, this comparison between me and Corey Holden, you know, that's right. Yeah. Shout out to Corey. Yeah, shout out to Corey. Player. And so, I, I mean, I never really let it bother me because me and him, you know, we, we had a, a brotherhood. Like, we brothers. We locked in right. for life. So, he pushed me. I pushed him. But from the outside looking in, you know, people looking at the stat line, Corey might have 40 one night. I might have 20. Then it'd be another night. I might have 40. Corey going to have 20. So, it's always like, oh, they competing against each other. But it was never that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we was – Six in the morning, we and Bennett working out, both of us, nobody else in there. They they don't nice. see that stuff though, so they always thinking like, man, them two they they in competition with each other or Corey better than Duff or Duff better than Corey, but we yeah. never really let it get to us for real. And I think that's what helped me be the player I am today because seeing him, you know, he waking up six in the morning working out, and then seeing him sign his uh, letter of intent to the University of Delaware from Bennett straight out of high school. Yeah. Yeah, that's motive. You know, that's motivation. Like, we don't see that a lot around here. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially young black black uh, men going straight to college right. from high school, doing something they love to do. Facts. So it was that was motivation in itself enough to seeing that. And I was like, shit, I want to do the same thing. So that's how that. Happened. Nah, nah, that's facts. You touched on a ton of things that yeah. I can relate to going to college. You feel me from the Eastern Shore? Yeah. Uh, you know, and just just seeing you guys, bro, like. You guys are always the talk of the city, bro. Yeah. Like, now, I don't see games now the way they were back then where, like, people actually, like, even old heads would go to the games right. to watch. You feel me? Like, they would line up at high school games and go watch these games because it was just, like, it was different, bro. Like, yeah. you and Corey and then even other schools, like, there was other schools that had, you know, top players as well. Like, that, those years, like, when y'all was playing, that, like, that was crazy. But mm-hmm. I do want to I do want to touch on real quick. You mentioned your uncle, bro. I see you carry him a lot with you. Um, I actually went to uh, elementary school with Arnell, um, one of my yeah, good okay. friends in elementary school. 
and uh, I see that you always posting them. So that that's that's uh very good to 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 see. Uh, what would you say? How would you say you, the uncle is um like to you? Like, what kind of figure was he to you that you clo- you know hold him so close to you? For me, everywhere you go, I say, man, he was he was bro. That's really like my dad. Like me and all his kids, we like we like siblings. You know what I'm saying? Like Arnell, I consider Arnell my little brother. Like I still, if he need anything, he know I'm here for him. You know, and that's the same with all of his kids. Um, and the reason I say that was because. You know, I grew up in a single mother household mm. and my uncle was locked up when I was young. Like he did, he did 12 years in prison. But when he did those 12 years, I'm saying, I'm talking about like before my games at the service, you know, I mean, he called him from the prison, talking to me, like wow. giving me motivation. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah, you can be, you can be this if you put your mind to it. And, you know, it was just, it's crazy to see because like now I got my own son. You see what I'm saying? Like, wow, so, yeah. so. I carry that like I, I got to be what he was to me for real because he made a way even though he wasn't here physically when he was in prison, he still called every night before my games and stuff and like and told my mom like let me talk to Jay real quick and he just helped me you know what I'm saying give me motivation and pushing me and stuff so I mean that was like my dad for real like I said like even when he got out he coached he helped coach AAU teams that I was a part of he got his sons on some of the teams um, mm-hmm. every Saturday morning he would come pick us up he would get uh his five sons and come pick me up and we will all go to like the barber shop or go you know what i'm saying go get something to eat so he played a really like a real important role in my life that's why it, it hit so hard when i was in high school because it was like like damn like as soon as he got out he he got out he was nine months out and then that's when mm. you know somebody took his life and it was just like mm. it was hard but you know, I cherish those moments that I got to, you know, be with him when he was out. Right. Even like I still think about when he used to call, and I still remember those conversations. So, it's, you know, that was like my dad for real, bro. Nah, yeah, R.I.P. to him, bro. I, yeah, and I've yeah. seen like a ton of people always post him. Like he, it shows how great of a man he was. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. and you had a ton of great uh, father figures in your life too. Um, I don't want to keep touching on that because you know it's nah, you a bit good. sentimental. I'm, but, I'm an open but. Book, uh, but I was really close with Willie. Uh, you feel me? And uh, I don't know if you remember oh, yeah. Willie. Um, yeah, and he mm-hmm. and he would always would talk to you, you know, about all of that. Like, uh, you know, he was proud of you hooping and everything. He always tell me when I worked with him in Golden Corral. And uh, I was just like, damn, like, that really inspired me too because, you feel me, you showed the adversity you went through and you still made it to, you know, college and even playing out overseas yeah. is, you know, it's, it's great to see. Um, but I would do want to touch on really quick. Um, you mentioned the um whole recruiting process, seeing Corey, uh, go D one, which is for many you guys may not understand. Like the Eastern Shore, bro, is so hard to get recruited. Now right. it's easier because a lot of guys, you know, went through the struggle for it to be easier for the younger, you know, generation now. But um, can you describe how hard it was to get looked at from the Eastern Shore? You know you know, to, to get looked at by these colleges and how important it was to see Corey, like you say, it was, it was important to see him sign that letter of intent, but just describe how hard it really is, or it was, you know, to get recruited and the Juco route that you took and why, why you did it. Um, it was, it was super, super tough. Uh, being undersized and being from a smaller area, um, a lot of people don't, they overlook this. They overlook Salisbury a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember my first interaction, interaction with a coach, 
He was from Baltimore. What is it? BBCC or something? B, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. C, CB, CB. Yeah, I know you're talking about the K. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I know you're talking came, about Baltimore. Uh, he came into the locker. He came into the locker room, and they looked at my transcripts because my transcripts was bad. Mm. He was like, he was like, you talented, but you just gonna be another one of those Salisbury players that stay around here. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I got myself together a little bit with the classroom and all that, and I started. I stopped playing AAU basketball in this area because you know AAU here they don't really take trips to where kids can be seen. Like it's just the Ocean City tournaments or the the North Carolina where it's not a lot of coaches. Governor's so challenge. Went, yeah, I went to the. Um, I went across the bridge and I started playing with DC Assault and like Team Loaded Virginia. And that's when I started getting colleges. And I remember my first two schools, no, my first three schools was Cleveland State. And then I had got uh, Kansas State and University Damn. of Southern California. But okay. I didn't have the grades. So uh, this Juco kept like, they kept hitting me up. But you know, as a kid, you think you got it all figured out. You already know. Like, right. I'm talented enough. I'm like, bro, I'm going D1. I'm not going to Juco. Yeah. <laughs> so, they keep coming to the games. Like, all these coaches coming to the games, they hit me up. But I don't have the grades, though. So, it was my birthday was August 19th. Um, it was, like, August 16th when I started talking to the Juco. They was like, man, we really want you. Um, I think we think it would be best for you to help develop your game. You get stronger and get your grades together. But I'm still, like, Man, what they talking about? I'm, I'm going D1. Like, I'm still saying this, though. Like, I'm still in my head. I'm like, I'm going D1. I'm not going there. So, I think the the next day I ended up, I was like, I, my mom and, like, uh, my man, RIP to him, uh, Lafayette, it was like, bro, you need to go to Juco. Like, you can't go D1. So, I ended up signing there two days before my birthday, and I had to leave the day after my birthday. Mind you, this is the first time I'm flying. By myself, so I'm like, I was, Damn, I was nervous. Man. And then the, the crazy part is, bro, when I got when I was on the flight, I had I had a layover in Chicago. I Oof. had to stay in Chicago airport overnight, bro, by myself. Ooh. So, 18 year old, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, nah, this ain't even gonna work. Like, I can see how this about to turn out. I'm about to go home, but I ended up mm. going, and it turned out to be the you know the, one of the best decisions I made in my life, though. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Damn, so so you really went through adversity before you even went yeah. through the adversity in Juco, bro. Like yep. I, well, you just dropped some some tea because I didn't even know you had those other three colleges that was talking to you like that. Like mm. you had you kept that really low key then, bro. Yeah, because, I mean I, I knew I didn't have the grades. Yeah. I, I knew I didn't have the grades, so I was just like But it was you know, that's something to stunt, though. I could have stunted on niggas then. I'm like, I got Southern oh, yeah. California. I got Kansas State. But, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a humble person, though. So, and then yeah, for sure. you got to be, like, realistic. Like, I know, like, right. I ain't go, I'm not going to no university because my grades are <laughs> chopped, bro. <laughs> nah, I, so, I so, do. So, yeah. Go ahead. I go was going to say, you know, to, touch base on that, like, you know, when when we play sports when we're younger, like we always think, okay, yeah, this was gonna get me out. But I want you to uh, at least, you know, let the the young athletes nowadays let them know how important that is um, to keep up, not just develop your game as an athlete, but also develop yourself in the classroom as well. Uh, that's now looking back, 
that's top priority. Like that's that's what comes first because like me, you know you can have all the talent in the world, all the talent in the world you want. But if you ain't got the grades to 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 do nothing with it, it's it'll never work out for real. It'll be hard, you know? Like so I say, you know, the classroom come first. Like so i mean that and that taught you uh you know when you got to juco um that you needed to you know get your grades you know right because so for you to even make the transition over to d1 school um explain the uh requirements that you have to go through and the struggles in juco that you have to you know clean up in order to even get a uh, opportunity at the d2 d1 level um after juco uh, well, you know, you, you, of course, like I said, grades, grades is a, is a huge requirement because I, I've had, a, a lot of teammates that went to Juco with me, but they didn't have the grades to go, you know, D1 or D2. So they had to settle for like a, you know, a D3, which is still, you know, it's still a blessing in itself because you're still playing ball and you still get to get right. your degree, but you know, that's, that's important. Um. I think what else is important? I think just being like uh just being a sponge. There? Yeah. Just being a sponge in those situations because it's a lot it's a lot you can take from JUCO. Like it's not the best of situations. Like you're not getting no no uh, no meal plan. You don't have a, a, a huge staff where you get a strength and conditioning coach individually. You don't have um graduate assistants hold on one second you go bro you don't have graduate assistants where they can come work you out uh whenever you want work out come rebound for you and stuff so right i mean it's it's a struggle but it's it's like it's going it's going it's going to mold you into something you know better than what you went into it you know like that's all i can say like it's it's definitely it definitely something that helps uh, build character, you know, like nah, so facts. It, it ain't for the week though. I tell you that because I know my first week I went there and I was already, you know, like, man, this, I ain't, I can't do this. Like I'm ready to go home. Cause it's like class. You got to go to class in the morning. Then when you get done class, you go practice. Then you got another mm. workout with the coach individually. I'm just like, bro, Meetings, you know, it's yeah, different. Nah, for sure. Yeah. It's different because like I said, Salisbury, you come from Salisbury, you don't, they don't, I, some coaches now they teach it, but they don't they don't prepare you for the real like how it's gonna be when you want to become an athlete. You know what I'm saying? So. Right. Nope. <laughs> That's a fact, bro. Uh, nah, for sure. Like even in football, when I went when I went to college, like at least the the plays, you know, was much different. Like you know, I had to learn like terminology. You feel me? Not just like number system. Like I wasn't prepared for that. You feel me? So it was harder for me. That was my main, I feel like the main challenge. And I could only imagine how it was in basketball. But I mean, here, I mean, I hear, I feel like the, the basketball competition level will, will prepare you, but I don't know how the coaching, you know, could prepare you for college. But, um, you know what I mean? Unless you went to like a Wahai, you know, where they, they get a lot of love from the uh, coach has been there for a ton of years. You feel me? Like, coach with butch butch yeah, Waller, but, right? you, but you look at it though bro like how many how many of his players he sent to college though too exactly for sure right. nah, he done. can be he can be the most winning coach in the world and but how many of his players actually went you know off to college and did something and yeah 
So, I mean, it, it's, no, it's good sure. coaches here in the area. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking none of them. Like, it's good coaches, but I just feel like they don't really prepare players for, like, what's next, what's really about to come. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. we go into that joint blindfolded, not knowing what to expect. And then when it hit us, Facts. it's like, oh, shit, like, this is totally different than where we coming from. Well, you, got, you, got some, you got, like, the bigger cities, like North, like North Carolina, you know what I'm saying, like North Carolina, Chicago. Those players, mm-hmm. they go into their their college years. They already know what kind of to expect because oh, them yeah. coaches is tough. You know what I'm saying? Them coaches probably played years before, so they already prepared yep. the players. Though what's going on? So mm-hmm. I think that's our struggle around here. Like we need to be, we need to start teaching the kids like what's really about the, you know, what's really coming, like the reality of it. Because it ain't always gonna be sunshine and flowers, bro. Like that's the thing. Like it is, it's gonna be storms and this shit. It's gonna be, it's gonna storm some days. Facts. Nah, most definitely. When you're coming from an area where you are like the best player, and you go to some place where everybody is the best player coming from the area, you right. feel me? So it's like the level of competition steps up. Um, but yeah, I was touching on. I wanted to ask you earlier when I was talking about the JUCO thing because you know you see like last chance you and all of this, and you hear people that went to JUCO. They talk about how hard it is. Um, you know, but you did touch on that. But I want I want you to touch on how you got to North Texas. Um. You know, despite going through everything at uh, the JUCO college you were at in Houston. Uh, so this story crazy too. So, Jareem Daly, <laughs> he went to the University of Maryland Eastern Shore. So he got ties mm-hmm. like around here. He know a lot of, he know like the Craig Winders, the Aaron Wyatt, the Andre Collins. You know those guys that before me. You know, great players that played overseas and had great careers. Mm-hmm. So. Our recruitment opened up one day, at, you know, as soon as the recruitment opened up, it's 12 a.m. So my, my roommate had called me because we lived in apartments and my roommate had called. I wasn't at the apartment at the time. My roommate called me. He like, he like, Duff, where you at? I'm like, man, I'm just chilling. I'm at my other teammate apartment, though. I'm like, I'm at James Crib. He like, he like, man, somebody here looking for you, Arkansas State coach. I'm like, what? Oh. He like, yeah, Jareem looking for you. I'm like, all right, here I come. So... I went down there. He like, he like, man, you thought I was playing. He was like, we really want you. You thought I was playing. Like the first coach, <laughs> as soon as recruitment opened up, he had the door. He like, man, I done flew all the way down here. I ain't playing. I, I want you. Like, we gonna get you. So they ended up, they ended up leaving Arkansas State and going to mm-hmm. North Texas. So we uh we kept in contact throughout the recruitment process. I was like, I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna commit until after my my sophomore year. So they ended up leaving, and then my last two schools were between um, North Texas and Texas Tech, which is a big, you know, Big 12, big-time mm-hmm. school. So me being, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be smart about it. Like, Big 12, they getting five-star recruits coming out of high school. I'm a right. JUCO product. I might not see the floor a lot. So I'm like, all right, if I go to North Texas, I can go there. I can I can do what I do I can boogie get down you know what I'm saying so uh, I'm doing a podcast podcast <laughs> but uh, I'm going I'm thinking like I'm gonna go there I'm gonna boogie get down do my I'm, I'm, th- I'm telling my mom like I'm doing one year university I'm going to the league like I ain't doing two years I'm trying to do one and, and go to the league so mm-hmm. I get there I go to North Texas and I think like two weeks after I get there, bro, I break my foot. 
had to get oh, surgery. Man. Joint set me back, but looking, you know, at the time I'm pissed. I'm like, man, I should never even came here. These niggas want to have open gym. I should never even played. I would have been all right. But looking back at it now, 26 year old, I'm like, that joint humbled me more. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe I wasn't ready for what I thought I was ready for, and I needed to sit down to have a little seat. And, and, and you know, that's that's what God did. He, he sat me down, made me look at everything. And so it was an eye opener, and definitely humbled me a little bit more because I was, like I said, I was I was on the phone. I'm telling my folks, I'm like. Man, I'm about to run this whole Conference USA. I'm doing one year. I'm going straight to the league. I'm like, you know, I'm talking my shit, though. I'm popping my shit. And yeah. get there and break my foot. I had to get surgery. So I was out like four months. But I came back in time for the first for the first game. But I kind of rushed myself back, though. I should have sat a little longer. But it is what it is now, though. But yeah, man, shout out to Dream, man. He had, uh, he had Kansas State now. That's my boy. We still oh, wow. Today. Yeah. Yeah, K State. That's tough. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. That's what's up. So after the college, you know, after you got done with college, how was the the process? You know, you're playing overseas now. Uh, how was that process going overseas? Well, wait, wait, let's reword it. Let's reword it real quick. Yeah, because every kid's dream is NBA. That is true. Mm-hmm. That is true. So, so when after college? Because I'm sure. Um, I'm sure, because you were going crazy in North Texas, bro. I'm sure you had NBA in your sights. Yeah, um, I had a little, I had a little, uh, a little private workout joint with uh, who was there? I can't remember all the. It was like three NBA teams that was there. I had it at Baylor. Hmm. But like pro day. It was like a little mini pro day joint where we played with the Baylor team, and then we had it was three of us. We had to work out for a couple of teams. But that joint, I was so nervous, bro. I'm not gonna lie, mm. it was it was a bad workout for me. You know, like I'm, I ain't really know what to expect, and that joint was a little crazier right. than what I was expecting. So, and my nerves was crazy all over the place. I'm, I'm fresh out of college. I'm thinking like, like this joint about to be something, what I'm used to. But that, bro, yeah. them pro days is crazy. I ain't gonna lie. But now if I get one, like, I'm sure I'll have one coming up soon. I know what to What's expect that? now, but. That joint was crazy, bro. I'm telling you, like. <laughs> Wait, so you think so you think um that was part of the reasoning that you had to look overseas due to your pro day not going smooth due to nerves, you know what I'm saying? Like, do you think if you would have went off, there was gonna be a possible mini mini camp invite or something like that? Yeah, I think if I did, you know, what they what they were expecting me to do, then I would have been I would have been cool. Like I probably would have been on like a little summer league and then you know probably like a little two-way gb and nba contract but like i said my nerves were just all over the place so that joint messed right. me up for real right. okay so so what what eventually um moved your sights to overseas like you know a lot of people would see it as a a thing that like a setback you know like people in the process like damn i didn't get to make it to the nba like you know, what made you look overseas, you know what I'm saying, and keep going and want to keep, you know, furthering your professional career? You feel me? Uh, because I've I, I seen a lot of NBA guys playing overseas. Like, you know, the NBA is very political. So, hmm. and it's a lot of talent overseas, bro. Like, like I, I done ran into some, some dogs playing over there that, you know, 
just like me, probably feel like they should be playing in the NBA, but it just mm-hmm. ain't, you know, the timing. And then you got to, like I said, it's political. So you got to know somebody or, you know what I'm saying? You got to have ties to it. it it's, it, the NBA is hard to get into, bro. So, but I would just, like I said, I was just being realistic. Like I sat down with my, I had to sit down with myself and was like, bro, I didn't, you know, I didn't do what I should have did at the pro day. Like, and my coaches, they, they hit me up like, we think it'd be best if you just try to go overseas. You know, it's not going to be – you're not going to start off – make like your first year, you're not going to make, you know, six figures because you got to, you know, rebuild your brand all over again. I'm not right. no – I'm not on nobody's draft board. I'm not a prospect. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, shit, it's just like Juke all over again. I'm, you know, I'm starting all over. So that's how I looked at it. And right. And once I got over there, you know, I just I just head down and just keep taking care of my business, you know. So wait, so so can you talk to those like hoopers that are going through that process too after college? Like, how does the overseas process work? Like, how do you get looked at? How do you reach out? Do they reach out to you? Like, what's the whole ins and outs of the overseas process for those that may want to do it? So first, I will tell you to get an, get an agent because. You know, agents, they got a lot of connects over there. Um, but you be care- you got to be careful with picking your agent. Mm. A lot of agents going to tell you what, what you want to hear and not tell you what you should hear and the truth. Right. So I think my my first agent, he was he was pretty good. He was, a, he was an American agent. But I just felt like he was a little bit overwhelmed with all the players he had on his agency. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't a priority to him. So, mm. you know. I, I went over there late. I got overseas late. So the season usually starts. You get there usually about August, September. Um, I'm just sitting. I'm sit, I'm in Texas. I'm just sitting, 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 waiting. And I finally get a call from a team in Slovakia in January. So the season about to be over soon. But I'm like, I'm going to just go over here. I'm going to play a little bit. Just get my name out there a little bit. And as soon as I got over there, I played about, I played about eight games. And then COVID hit. So I had to I had to fly home immediately, and then that whole year I sat and I just waited and I just waited, but I never got a call. So I I ended up firing my first agent, but I had went and played in a little like uh, it's not really like a pro league, it's like semi pro, and it's a it's called the TBL, the basketball league, and it's like all over now. But I went to, I flew to Oklahoma, and I I think I played one game. But they already had their team set. But the 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 owner of the team, he he kept calling me like, "We think it'll be good for you. We can get you overseas if you come play." Or you know what I'm saying? Even G League because we had um, it was one guy he played on Oklahoma City Thunder now on the NBA team. We had we had him, and he was like, "We think if you come play side by side with him, then you'll have you know what I'm saying you'll have those looks too." So I'm like, "All right." But when I get there, it's a different story because the coach is on a whole nother page than what the owner is on. So that didn't work out. So I ended up flying back home, came home. I just kept working out, kept working out. I'm like, bro, something got to give. So I ended up uh, getting connected with a dude, Walter Hodge. He went to University of Florida. He played there. He's like oh. one of the most. You know him? He plays in Puerto Rico. Yeah, he like one of the most winningest yeah. players in, uh, in the University of Florida. Um, I ended up getting connected with him and his old coach from Poland is now my agent. But, you know, we talked and he was like, bro, 
we see that you're talented. We can do a lot for you and you can do a lot uh, with us. And I was like, all right. So ever since then, you know, my new agent, he been he been getting me in some good situations for real. Like, you know, so but I'll say just be careful with your agent. You know, that's the most important thing. Just do your research, ask people, you know what I'm saying, like about the agency. And so that's what that's the most important thing. Just be careful who you hire as an agent. Bro. Oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. I see, man. I see that that although you had to go through a lot of things, that never stopped you from the angle. And that you know, for a lot of kids, you know that that are watching you got, uh, especially you know, looking up to people like you going through the process. I feel like you you dropping a lot of knowledge right now. Facts. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say one thing too though. NBA is not the only validation you need, bro. Like, Amen. like I said before, it's a lot of people mm -hmm. overseas that should be in the NBA, but they still making a lot of money overseas and they still doing their thing. So NBA is not the only validation. Like, right. You know, that's the, that's always everybody's goal, but it's not the only validation, bro. Like, Most it ain't. So, so touching on that, bro, what's the, um, what are like the top, like, uh, overseas, like, um, was it be say countries or or leagues? Because I know like Spain plays hardball. Yeah. Uh, and there's like other other overseas. I'm not too knowledgeable on that, so I would like to hear from you. Like, what are those overseas like um countries that like are really tough? Like, is Lithuania an adjustment for you? Like, is that tough? Like, how how is that? I remember Lamelo and them went over there and they yeah. were struggling. Yeah. Uh. So you got so top is Euroleague. EuroLeague is like Euro, the, okay. the Partizans and the Red Stars. They're Serbian teams. And then you got like oh. Monaco, Monaco, um, Real Madrid. You got, you know, those teams. And mm -hmm. then you got Euro Cup. Euro Cup is like the uh, Cabalus, where I just came from in Lithuania. So, you know, that's one of the top two leagues. And you got like Champions League. So it's different leagues. But countries that are like super, you know, tough to play in. Uh, Serbia, where I was at first, that's a super play super tough uh place to play in and then let you know lithuania like you say spain um france has some has a tough league uh Oof. turkey uh, bro it's it's so many leagues Damn. that are like super tough and valid though you know it's not just no no bs pushover yeah you will get 40 every night like they do oh, like where i came from in uh, lithuania it was like a serious joint. Like I'm getting, I get there, and you know we watching film every day. And, you know it's a Euro Cup team, so it's like you know the big stage. But I ain't really know what to expect walking in there. You know you got <laughs> trainers, and you get you get blood work done to make sure your your iron is good and your vit. You know wow. you got good vitamins. So it's bro, it really ain't no no real difference from that yeah, in the NBA, yeah, yeah. except yeah. it's just the title. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. they still taking care yeah. of you. You still, you know what I'm saying? You still getting paid. You playing on a high level. Like, I think my first game I missed, it was a Euro Cup game. We, I watched it, though, but I'm watching um, Paris. We played the team, the Paris team, and they got the old, uh, one of the, I can't I can't remember his name, but he, he won a dunk contest a few years ago. Uh, he played in the NBA, and then they had, like, another NBA uh, prospect. He was on the Celtics Summer League team last year. And then even on my team, we got we had two uh, NBA prospects on there. So, you know, like, like I said, it's, it's valid, bro. Like, 
it ain't no it ain't no pushover. Like ain't no nigga just gonna walk over there and get forty, bro. I'm telling you, like most stuff. Nah, that's 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 crazy. Like, cause I do see people talk about you know mm-hmm. how hard overseas is and like how they're more physical, how the mm-hmm. games are more passionate in a way. Like, cause fans are are very involved and fans they really have nothing else to do around there. So they, they go into these games and are very supportive. And I seen something that you posted a, a little kid uh, supporting you. Like, I think he had your Jersey or he held up a sign with your name. Yeah. He held up a sign. Uh, how, how does that make you feel, man? Seeing kids, uh, you know, not, you could call them. I mean, you have fans. Uh, so yeah, yeah, how yeah. can you, how does that make you feel knowing you have people that, you know, really, really support you and you have fans across, you know, you know, overseas that you know love to see you play uh it's a it's kind of like bittersweet you know because seeing from where i started from but you know like pretty much zero nothing mm-hmm. and then i go you know go to these different countries and I, I make a name for myself and you know little kids after the game ask for pictures and autographs ask for my jerseys and my sneakers so it's like it's like Man. damn like you know, it, 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 I, I'm appreciative of it because, like I said, I ain't, I ain't one of those silver spoon kids that came from a whole lot. So it's definitely like a blessing, though, like to see that. And I, um, like I said, I, I appreciate it a lot. And it, it speaks volumes, though, because like I put a lot of work into what I do. You know what I'm saying? Like I put a whole lot of work into what I do. So for me to go over there and then people you know enjoy watching me and enjoy you know seeing me do what i love to do i'm just you know i'm I'm blessed to say the least Most def. no that's that's great to see great I, when i seen the picture i'm like man that's dope like yeah. knowing someone coming from the city i come from you know doing big and having support like right. you know that that's something that i know little kids in the city see and one day look up to to be in the same position you are um you mentioned shoes um that they ask for shoes and stuff how does the uh do they have brands and stuff like that like do is sneaker deals hard or any of these athletic deals is that hard to do overseas or is that just something you see in the nba no you get people that get um sneaker deals overseas like i'm i'm trying to get one too but i know like kevin punter he's a big time euro league player he plays for partisan in serbia he's he signed with adidas um, and he just signed wow. a crazy. He just signed a crazy deal with Partizan. I think he got like two years, six million. Mm. Um, Oof. Mike James, another big time Euroleague player. He's with Adidas too. He's uh, Kevin Durant be going flying to his games in Monaco. Um, so it's it's not hard. And then I see like the Bryce Bryce James. He plays in. Uh, I think he was playing in Greece this past year. He got like some little thing with Nike where they just send him Kobe's and stuff all the time. So. It ain't, it ain't, it's not, you know, it's, it's attainable. Like you can do it. It's, it's, it's probably a little bit harder than because, you know, the NBA is the NBA. Like that's the right. the biggest stage of them all. But people, people get deals overseas though. Like, like I have my old coach uh, from Serbia. He had, he has, he still got an Adidas deal too. So, Damn. yeah. <laughs> so it ain't hard that's to do. Up. You just gotta, you just gotta keep producing, and once right. you start, you know what I'm saying, making that real big name for yourself, then you know they'll come, of course. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I do want to ask, uh, what, what, what's your, uh, I would say, your thought on on these NBA contracts now? You know, compared <laughs> to what they used to be. 
I see you posted Dylan Brooks, bro. Yeah. I see you posted <laughs> Dylan Brooks. <laughs> Man, I ain't gonna lie. Houston might as well throw me that eighty mil for real, bro. Right? <laughs> yo, I feel like a lot hey, of them man. players is getting overpaid, bro. Like mm. to be honest, a lot of them ain't worth that money that they getting, bro. And they done. Yeah. Like I said, though, it's about opportunity, and it's you know also who you know. So they must know somebody that knows somebody, and they getting this kind of money. But right. I'm telling you, Houston bro, should just yeah. give me that eighty mil for for nah, Dylan Brooks. Nah, bro. So I seen um, what is it? I think I seen Rich Paul. Like, if you go to the, if you get opportunity NBA, bro, you gotta sign with Rich Paul. But Rich Paul is getting these people paid, bro. Rich what? Paul is finessing. Man. <laughs> but I feel like it's all crazy the, now, though. Now all the agents is, is finessing for real. The way these players yeah. get paid, right? Well, because they said that the CBA, the new CBA, um, I think there's an, a bigger cap space. An NBA or something, or there's no cap. There's something involved with the cap where now they could max out like huge contracts. I also seen that none of these guys are all pro NBA or all NBA team or something like that, and they're getting paid over a hundred million, yeah, which is bro, crazy. crazy. Um, now nah, that's crazy, but nah, bro. Hopefully soon you can get up there, man, and you feel me? You could take advantage of the the new CBA. I know you got to go really quick though, but I got one final question for you, bro. And I know the city would love to hear this from you. What is Jordan Duffy's top five basketball hoopers from the Bayside or from the Eastern Shore of all time? And you know what influenced this question, right? <laughs> the controversy that you went through with an uh, uh, infamous book that came out about hooping. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So let us know. What's your, what's your top five hoopers of all time? Um, Salisbury, or yes, the is is it easier for Bayside, or is it better just Eastern Shore and complete? I don't know. I don't know what's tougher for you to answer. I think we probably do Eastern Shore. And I don't know if you should rank them, or you should just do a top five because that would be nah, controversial. I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't ranking them because I don't want nobody. What's what's your t- what's your number? What's your top five, bro? That I see with my own two eyes. Mm. And we need your face in the camera for this one, bro, because you, you're going all over the place, man. We don't want the people to say we tweaking, you know, numbers and stuff like that. Put a name AI voice and, like and that. all that. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Y'all put me on the spot with this one. I'm going to Come on, bro. I, I know you've been thinking about it, bro. With my own two eyes that I've seen, I'm going to have to go... <laughs> I'm 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 gonna say Corey, 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 Corey Holden. Corey Holden. Uh, who else did I see? You can include yourself in the top five, bro. Oh yeah, I mean, you know you I'm going in there. I'm in there already. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know Bonbon, Devon Gale that went to White High. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm gonna say him. I'm gonna say Do Devonte Walker. Ooh. I got one Westside more. Legend. One more. Who can I put in here? Cody Jacoby. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's my top five, bro. <laughs> and Damn. I put, and, and, and if, if anybody, if anybody put these five, this five against any five that they got, I promise you that five that I just said will win, win every game. I promise you. Damn. Bro, that's a tough five. 
That's a exactly. tough five. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. But there are some guys in there that I think you. I, they, I don't know if I could put anybody in there. Damn. You know. You know saying, what people gonna say. You know what people gonna say Larry should be in the top five though, bro. But he's not in my top five. Though. I mean, he's good. He was a good player, good baseball player, but he's not in my. He he probably my top ten that I've seen mm-hmm. in my own eyes. But like, it's people that I haven't seen that I know. You know, I could have said top five, but I didn't see them. Physically, you know, like Andre Collins and Craig Wine. Yeah. I didn't see those guys play, so I'm just going off. Okay, of no, nah, that's there. reasonable. That's yeah. reasonable. Okay, that's reasonable. All right, and, and and really quick, similar question. Um, what would you say in high school was your uh toughest team that you played? Like, you know, what I'm saying, like, what what are those teams in the base side? Of? Which was what year was the toughest team you played? Uh, while you were in high school. Bro, to be honest, and this gonna sound funny as hell, me saying this, <laughs> but I'm gonna say any Pokemon team. Mm. For real, bro? Any Pokemon team that I played every year, them niggas just run like they got some dogs Oof. that just run all day. Like any Pokemon team, though, you know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna put Steven Decatur up there. In my I think 2014 when they had Tyler Hunt, yep. Colin Gaynor, yep. Toy yep, Britton, yep, yep, yep. yep. yeah, that. The, the, that mm. team, and any Pokemon team, bro. Mm. Damn, that's crazy. Oh, so they, they, I forgot to ask. So, what's your best memory in, at Bennett? What's your favorite memory right, at yeah. Bennett? I know there was there one. There was one that went viral. I think, bro. It went viral. Yeah. Was that you that oh. dunked on somebody? Or was that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you try to start yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that probably is my favorite joint, though. When I dunk on Diggs, that probably is my favorite. Ooh, damn Diggs. <laughs> damn Diggs is going to kill me, bro. <laughs> but he always, he always shout out to Diggs, I dunk one of my dunk beside him, but you was under. Damn, him, shout yeah. out to Diggs. <laughs> Diggs is going to want to come on now, brother, to defend himself, bro. <laughs> Nah, nah, but thank you though, bro. Thank you, thank you, bro. Appreciate your time, bro. Um, no I'm thankful Appreciate to have you on here because I feel like a lot of kids coming, you know, even not even just the Eastern Shore, any small town, right. um, you feel me, can learn from this. And uh, also, any guys going through the recruiting process, you know, and also potential overseas process, can learn a ton from this, man. So I genuinely thank you, bro. Um, it's crazy because for those who are listening, Jordan does not give any interviews. Uh, you know, he doesn't. Well, there was a highlight tape of you that was like the silent assassin. This guy doesn't talk, bro. Like, you feel me? He's always like low key, and he moves really like low key. So, I mean, it's an honor to have you on here, bro. Um, we've we probably never have talked in person before, but I always known of Duff. You feel me? Um, and you know, always have respect for you and, and what you've done. Like I said, you know, going to college, playing football, like I always aspired, you know, you know, to look at guys like you, Corey. And everybody that has gone, you know, to college for any sport coming out of Salisbury, you feel me? Because it's not much of us, you feel me? But now it's, yeah. it's getting better. So thank you, bro. I genuinely do thank you, bro, for sure. Yeah, I appreciate y'all for having me, man. Yes, sir. Hey, man. And it's, it's, now I was going to say, maybe in the future we can have you in person. Facts. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'll be in Texas soon. So if you want to do something in person, we can. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Michael's in Houston. Yes, sir. And uh, now nah, in the future, yeah, whenever we, because uh, hopefully, you know, we can get some more. Because it's been hard for us, but like people, you know how Salisbury is, but like people be like, oh, like nobody supports each other, this and that. But like, bro, we've reached out to people in Salisbury. People just like move funny, bro. Like, it's crazy, but 
and then they say that you don't support them. Nah, facts, most definitely. Oh yeah, it's definitely gonna be after you said that top five. So people gonna wanna come on and talk. <laughs> <for sure. laughs> but yeah, any last words for you know the youth? Um, and yeah, that you may have. Uh, for the youth, I just say just keep chasing your dream. Don't let nobody tell you you can't do something. Um, stay in school, bro. Like, no matter what's going on on the outside, just stay in school and say no to drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, sir. Hey, Duff about to go to a game now, so you got to squeeze them in there before a game. Good luck on your game, bro. Once again, thank you, bro. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate you. All righty.